What's up, everybody? It is September 24th of 2020, about 4.45. And this is another episode of the JTS podcast. My name is Marcus Modi, alongside my partners, Haddon Cook and Gabe Jones. We are still quarantined. Hopefully, everybody is still playing it safe, going, just doing a little bit of having fun while we are still in this COVID-19 pandemic. But we're going to get straight right into it. We ain't going to try to We'll do. We'll say the promotions and promos and stuff for later on because we got a lot of content to talk about. But first off, I'm glad my buddy, because I, I put him in a, on the high seat last week. I'm glad my buddy Gabe is going to sit here and talk with me about the WNBA because there was three games that happened over this past week. It was supposed to be four, but one of those games was postponed due to players testing positive, and that was a uh, Three players on the storm, the Seattle storm, they tested positive, so it caused a little mayhem, Gabe. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts that they had to postpone games, but um, didn't they all test negative recently? Yes, before, now, before the initial game on Tuesday happened, they had to have two negative tests in order to play. Now, one thing to point out is that Alicia Thomas, who hit the game winner, actually did not even have more participate in more than shoot around because she didn't even her negative test didn't come back. Now we'll say it's somewhat questionable how they test positive and then forty eight hours they did test positive. But that's just theories, conspiracy. You think on what you want to think on that. But going into the game aspect of it, the storm did defeat the Minnesota Link eighty eight to eighty six. I'm going to get your thoughts on that game, and then who you think I'll get game two? Well, the storm started out pretty strong. Uh, the Minnesota Lynx, they fought back, actually outscoring the storm 23-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. The storm just held on to that lead just barely to get over it. Brianna Stewart having a great game, 21-10 and 10 in the game, and Joel Lloyd, 25-6. and 6. And, of course, she said Alicia Clark with the game winner. Uh, man, it, it was a good one. It, it was it was a tightly contested matchup. Good for uh, women's basketball. I will say that I was trying to, I was trying to urge my other partner, Patton, to, to watch the game because it, it, he was watching some NBA basketball. But he had a good reason why. Because, I mean, you had a luxury of having multiple TVs or watching. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're currently at the Austin P uh, housing department. It, it, it's the poverty set up over, uh, <laughs> over at Austin P. I've got the computer, and that is about it. So uh, we're, we're hoping here pretty soon I'm going to try and get a TV and hopefully uh, kind of connect to it that way through the Internet. But uh, come next week, come the finals for the WNBA, I will be engaged in this discussion. So for the people at home, don't give me too much flack just yet. Uh, get, give me a chance. Okay, Gabe. Now, who's going to win game two? Because game two is coming on tonight. Um, game two, I see the Storm holding on for another one. I think it's going to be another wild ride. Of course, the Lynx, they do want to get back into this series and tie it up. But I think the Storm and Brianna Stewart should have something to say about it. Okay, one thing, one stat I do want to point out that in the throughout the WNBA playoffs, Nobody has ever came back from being down 2-0 because it's only a best-of-five series. But I think 
I'm gonna give the links. I think the links gonna try to uh, come back and tie it up. Crystal Dangerfield, she did not have some stellar games these past two games. She only finished the game with only four points, but she was a rookie of the year, averaging 15. I think she's gonna use her speed to her advantage, attacking Super and the Storm. Get into the cup. It was it was somewhat a struggle for her. Also, you want to hope that Fouls will be back. She did not play in game one. She's been having a lingering issues, injuries throughout the season. Hopefully, if she comes back, give them an extra spark. And I think the Lynx can tie it up and with one apiece. And that is on tonight. I didn't check to see if it was the first or second game, but that oh, will definitely be on the uh, the game is tonight, 6.30. It is the first game. The Aces play the Sun at 8.30. Okay, cool. That's a great segue because that's the next game, the next series we're going to talk about. Because now one thing I do want to point out, game one, it was all the Suns as they just beat them in dominating fashion, 87-62. to 62. The Aces did not look well, but you have to remember that the Aces didn't play for almost a whole week. The Suns had two games before coming into that game one, and it just wasn't in the Aces' favor. That game shape is a lot different more than you just practicing and you just chilling in a hotel bed, I would say. Oh, 300%, man. There is nothing like in-game speed. There is no way to simulate it in practice. There's no way to simulate it any other way than playing the game, especially a playoff game. Nothing like it. Now, game two, the Aces came back. They scared me. I will say, they scared me for a little minute because the Suns, they was in this game until the fourth quarter, and then the Aces came out with a win, 83 to 75. Now, game three, tie 1-1. It's a deciding factor. Gabe, who do you think is going to win game three? That is a a tough question. Um, if I were a betting man, I gotta put my money on Vegas, baby. Let's go <laughs> with the Aces. Asia Wilson coming out, putting up a big game in their win on Tuesday. Twenty nine points, seven rebounds, three assists. I think she'll have a similar performance to pull her team out out of this. Well, it's not really a whole it's just a tied series, but you want to take all the advantages you can get. You know, by the numbers, it's always whoever takes game three after a one one tie gonna have a very good chance of winning a series. I'm gonna go with the Aces too, just because well well one thing I will say, the Suns will not give up. That's one thing. Oh, no. They're not gonna give up. One thing I think I would say that puts the Aces over the top now is that Dewana Bonner looked like she's gonna be out. She had a partially torn label and actually both shoulders, but she hurt it in this past game and she was in a sling, didn't look really well. So I, I think Asia Wilson might have another stellar performance, as she was the MVP of the regular season. Also, you got to shout out Candace Parker for winning the Defensive Player of the Year. One of the best Absolutely. to do it. She just got announced here on today. But one thing Future I Future Hoffer. Yes, that's always oh, easily Hall of Fame Candace Parker. But one thing I know that the WNBA was really pushing for was for social justice. And one name was brought up a lot, even in the WNBA and the NBA, was Breonna Taylor, who was tragically murdered in Louisville, Kentucky. And there was a verdict on yesterday. And her, the officers involved was not found guilty. 
there was uh, only charges for was basically reckless endangerment for the neighbors as there's there were shots uh, that went into the apartment and that was that was the three charges but it wasn't for the her murder and it was a lot of feedback from athletes in the WNBA and in the NBA as the Celtics and there was a lot of Celtics players and also the Miami Heat as well talking about it. Now I wanted to get you guys thoughts on the reaction and then also how did you guys feel about what the players were saying as well? I'm uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start first and uh, well first that that uh, last topic you talked about uh, how you uh, about in the NBA players speaking up on it. I, I think it's so vital uh, just to keep the discussion going because without guys like uh, LeBron James, like you saw on his Twitter last night, sent out multiple tweets and just to keep the conversation going because without that, um, I think we know this, the media will move on to another thing. They'll find another story they'd like to talk about that'll fit their narrative or uh, their agenda or whatever. So you, it needs guys like LeBron, who's got more outreach than any uh, cable news network in America, in my opinion, to keep the conversation going. And in terms of the the verdict, it is uh, just so heartbreaking um, because this whole thing for NBA players and NFL players and all all, all uh, people in the sports world is uh, we just want justice. That's it. We don't want to be treated any differently than anyone else. We just want justice uh, no matter the, the color, no matter the, the gender, whatever. And uh, and to me, I, I, you can't say that justice was served here because you have a, a, a young lady in Breonna Taylor's life lost and then you've got only one uh, police officer that spent a night in jail and he was released on bail, $15,000 bail. So, or bond, uh, whatever term you'd like to put on it. So justice, in my opinion, I don't think was fairly served. And uh, you see that in the streets of, of Louisville right now. It just um, a, lot of, a lot of anger, a lot of uh, questions being asked. And unfortunately, it's just more violence to, to go towards it. And I'm not sure uh, what anybody can do to stop it other than to I actually, I don't know what the other, because the, the, the decision has been made on what the verdict is. You can't uh, double trial somebody. So, I mean, really the, uh, the, the time for peace, I think was lost. And now we're just going to see uh, violence, especially as over the weekend, because that's what happened um, with the George Floyd protests. Really that, that upcoming weekend is really where we saw the, uh, the brunt of uh, all the, uh, the protests. Um. One thing I will say to you um, in response to your uh, statements, Patton, I agree. I think that we do, we're just looking for justice in a situation as egregious as this situation was. It's, it's nuts that the neighbor's walls can get more respect than a human life. Um, as they reported it, it's interesting that they can report on themselves, investigate themselves and find themselves not guilty. Um, especially whenever there were already false, I guess, falsified reports of her injuries going into it, saying that she had no, no wounds, nothing, nothing wrong with her. It's interesting that we can trust both reports or treat them both the same whenever Obviously, there's something fishy, something wrong with what's going on here. I mean, it's, it's pretty blatant. It's easy to see. And for the people in Louisville, I understand that you're hurting. 
I understand that it's an awful situation. Um, I wish things could stay peaceful, but it's, it's hard to stay peaceful whenever you have someone constantly, constantly just, I guess, not even bullying you. This is murder. It's murder. And you can't get life back. It's, it's sad to see, but I'm not surprised by that, by the decision, I will say, because it was a report, September 15th, the New York Times published this, Brianna Taylor's family to receive $12 million settlement from the city of Louisville. Now, if you pay a family $12 million, do you really think they was gonna give justice to those officers if they paid them before? Now this is, keep in mind, this was published September 15th. This is before the decision that was made just on yesterday. So it seems like it was something already put in place. It, it's not right. Just because, you, just because you go out and pay the family doesn't mean that these guys don't just get up, get walk free, basically. Now, no justice being served. That's that's still not right, because a a human life is a human life. And Gabe, you said said it best. When you're more focused about the walls of her apartment than her her actual life, that shouldn't sit right with you. And then, had you said the violence aspect of it, and there was two police officers shot just this weekend. And the senator said that that's not right. Somebody getting shot, that's not right. It's not. Yeah, violence is violence. But you don't want to seek justice for the, for the police officer shot in cold blood. But the officer shot Breonna Taylor in cold blood as well. But, I mean, I guess those, those walls is more important. Or paying, paying off our family is more important. It's, it's a crazy world we live in, unfortunately, that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. If you're in Louisville, seeing all this stuff, please be safe. It's, it, I know there's going to be a lot of motion towards a lot of hate, a lot of anger. And if you want to protest, go protest. We're, we're not saying not to protest. You just have to be safe and make the right decisions because also your life depends on it as well. Your family, your friends, certain decisions might not be the best to use out of anger, out of rage. That's, that's really all I'm going to have to say on it as we're going to try to move on and go to the NBA real quick as the Lakers and Nuggets had game two and game three over this past week. And now with the Lakers, I mean, everybody, Laker fan, Laker Nation was extremely happy because game two, Anthony Davis hit a buzzer beater for the win. I'm still upset that Mason Plumlee even, even made the decision, the angle to try to do a, a late switch on it. But the Lakers got the W, and 
Patton, uh, he, Patton's a little smirking a little bit. So go ahead. What you got to say, Patton, about game two? Uh, well, uh, you mentioned Mason Plumley, and I and I just kind of thought of something I saw on Twitter. Uh, whenever Jamal Murray, he blocked uh, Danny Green's shot, and I saw something like, they should have let that guy shoot. There's no way he's hitting a shot like that in clutch time. But uh, – I really, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the Lakers stole that game uh, right from right from the jump because I think what uh, Jokic was playing like and also Murray that game, I thought they did enough to win that ball game. And unfortunately, um, the, the Nuggets learned a, a hard uh, reality in sports is that you can do everything everything you can to win a game, but you can still lose. And I think you saw that and just that with Anthony Davis's uh, three point buzzer beater and. Really, this all LeBron uh, has kind of asked for ever since he left Cleveland was a guy that he can trust to go side-by-side side and can give equal effort as him. And it really uh, leaves a lot of pressure off, off LeBron. And, and you really have to say, Anthony Davis, I, I was skeptical whether he could uh, do it in the playoffs because in, in New Orleans he really struggled. Uh, not only just to win a series, there's always going to be tough whenever you're facing Golden State in the first round, but – Numbers-wise, I, I didn't like what I was seeing from him in New Orleans. But with, with L.A., I mean, you'd have to say he's grown up. And he is, I think, firmly uh, put himself as the second-best player in the world right behind LeBron James, in my humble opinion. Whoa, you Ooh, say he's the second-best player in the world. Ooh. I think so. I, I, think? I think so. I, I will say this. Uh, the whole Kawhi situation in Game 7 has really put me off. And I, I think that's got to be a, a question that's got to be answered uh, from Kawhi Leonard because a lot of talk about him being the closest person to Kobe. And I haven't seen Kobe have a game like that in a game a game 7. And for Anthony Davis, the one thing that he does have going for him is for Kawhi Leonard, he is the guy. There, there's no no argument whether Paul George is the guy. Anthony Davis, he's kind of got a, a shield and LeBron James in front of him. But I think his performances this year and also in the playoffs, I, I would I would take Anthony Davis over Kawhi Leonard right now. What about Giannis? Uh, definitely, I think Giannis. Uh, we're we're struggling to put him in the top five right now after his playoff wow. performance. I would take Jokic. I would take Jokic over Giannis to be honest. What I've seen from Jokic in the playoffs, I mean, it's all fun and good, doing well in the regular season. I think in the playoffs, that's when it matters and. Uh, Unfortunately for Giannis, he just hasn't been able to do that. So that, that's my hot take of the day. I'll, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, that, that threw me in for a loop. He's talking about Anthony Davis being number two. Well, that means – well, well, Patton, that must mean that uh, Anthony Davis should got some more first-place votes in if, if he was number two in, in, in the league. I, I was never arguing for LeBron to win the MVP this year. I would have loved it if he would have to, to stolen it from the grass with Giannis, another trophy, another uh, legacy point. But – uh, I, I didn't really – second-place votes or first-place votes don't really matter to me in my uh, – at least at least to me. He, didn't get, he, he only got one second-place vote, though. That's the thing. He, didn't, he, he only got one second-place vote. Well, uh, we, we've seen a couple of the, uh, the votes come out from some of these so-called experts, and uh, no comment. Uh, that's, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. I, I think there needs to be some real discussions about uh, who's getting votes. But none of, none of that talk from me. Gabe, what, what you got on about game two? Um, on game two, yes, it was another game where, you know, you as you said, it's some games where you can try your hardest, you can do your absolute best, and it still not be enough. That's why you cannot afford to play around with guys. Um, teams that go up 3-1 and kind of 
lollygag around because they already have the lead, okay, that's fine. Say that you give away that game. I, I think about um, the Golden State Thunder Series in 2016. The Thunder were up through one. Everybody talked about how they'll probably lose game five and finish in game six. Okay, you lose game five, you go to game six, and the guy gets hot. Now you're in the game seven, and game seven does not care about games one through six. It's about whoever's better on that night. So you have to take advantage of every opportunity that you can. The Nuggets did try to tie it up, but they fell short. They did go get it in game three, though. Now in game three, the Nuggets had a pretty dominant win. They went up as much as 20 points. Then the Lakers slowly came back in their fourth quarter. Now... One thing I do want to say, Anthony Davis, 27 points. But was it, what, two or three rebounds? I, 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 I don't oh, know. Yeah, but it was uh, real small. But Maybe it, numbers. Three rebounds in, what was it, 40 minutes that you typically play? You got to do better. Got to do better. Just plain and simple. Matter of fact, let me look it up to give the, the listeners well, you're looking it up, let me throw out some. Oh, you already got it. I got it. 27 yeah, points go and it. two rebounds. Two. That's, ugh. It's not Danny second Green, best uh, player in the world numbers, right? Danny there. Green had more <laughs> rebounds than Anthony Davis. Cardwell Pope, KCP had more rebounds than Anthony Davis. He tied with Ray John Rondo in rebounds. Gross. I I then I I will defend him on this, uh, although it's not really a defense. But uh, for Jokic, I'm not sure he missed a shot in the, in Game Three, so I don't know how many uh, rebounds were there for him to grab. And most of the time, Jokic is out on the three point line, so rebounds for Anthony Davis. He's really just been guarding uh, um, Jokic, either him or Dwight Howard, which I thought has done a really good job for the most part. But for game three, I thought that was a must win for them. And you really have to give credit to the Nuggets because we've seen a lot of teams that lose off to a buzzer beater. It just breaks their back and they don't have the, the mentality to come back from it. But one thing you can say about the Nuggets is they've got more uh, more strong will than I've seen in a long time. They're constantly coming back from series. So give credit to them. Um, I like to say a key for the Nuggets, of course, obviously Jamal Murray and Jokic have to play great. In losses, Murray's points have dropped from 31 points in wins to 20 points in losses. So they have to be able to keep him going for them to have a chance in the game. And for the Lakers, they've only had three losses. But in those losses, KCP has been their third leading scorer. Surprising, I know. I know <laughs> and, a lot. Uh, in their losses, he's been eh, bad. So I, who, who would have thought that KCP would be the third guy? In the uh, oh LeBron AD trio, KCP is Chris Bosh, guys. You know, you know what we got. Let's go ahead and send it to break right now because I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 sensing a lot of hate. I need to send it to a break. <laughs> <laughs> We're sensing a lot of KCP hate, and KCP has been doing well in the playoffs. We'll be right back with more NBA action alongside NFL and UFC. We'll be right back with more JTS. Welcome back after this short break as we're going to continue on with the NBA just for a split second. KCP averaging about 13, close to 14 points a game as these guys been hating on KCP, hitting quality shots for the Lakers. But just know that when in doubt, they're throwing the ball to KCP to shoot those jumpers. He had, hey, he had 18 points in the game one. 
Yeah, no, I mean, he's actually been playing good. It's just so funny to think that KCP is the third guy in that Lakers offense. That is hilarious to me. <laughs> hey, I'm tired of the KCP disrespect and also Rondo disrespect because Rondo's been hooping as well. Playing yeah, in the clutch. Rondo's actually good. Hey, Rondo's been playing in the clutch moments, even though he's not a good shooter. Hey, when yeah, he... When playoff run, they'll be hitting jumpers, though. What you going to have to do to get that good contest? Dude, no. Forget that. Did you see how he just pulled a robbery on Jamal Murray like two, three times in a row? Yep. Like just straight up swagger jacked him, took the ball, lobbed it up to LeBron for like a six-point run, basically by himself on steals, and then Vogel subbed him out. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might have needed that rush. You never know. All right, I got a question. Who, who y'all got taking game for? Is it will be a 3-1 lead? Or is it going to be tied 2-2? Might be good if they go up 3-1 for the Nuggets. If, uh, if the Lakers go up 3-1. But, uh, no, I don't I don't think that the Nuggets want the Lakers to be able to go up 3-1. Um, as far as who will win, give me Nuggets. Give me the Nuggets. I'm going with the, the new gods for it to tie up the series 2-2. Patton, who you got? I uh... I'm going to go with the uh, L.A. Lakers. I think uh, pissed off LeBron will be in full force tonight with, uh, of course, Bronny, his little antics, and then we also get uh, the uh, Breonna Taylor news. So I think uh, LeBron's going to be pissed off for greatness tonight. Uh, I, I like the Lakers, although I think I think all every game that's going to be played in this series is going to be like it was in game two and three. I think it's going to come down right down to the wire. I don't see any more blowouts. In, uh, in this series. So uh, give me the Lakers to go up 3-1 and then one game away from the NBA Finals. Give me, give me the Nuggets. I'm, I'm, I'm calling I want, I want Monte Morris. Monte Morris is going to finish the game with 18 points, his career high. I got a feeling Monte Morris is going to step up here on this evening as that's going to be an 8 o'clock tip-off. might be like actually like 8-15, 8-20, depending on the broadcast. But we're not going to go there. We ain't going on no shots like that. Let's go ahead and move to uh, the Miami and Celtics. As the Miami Heat behind the rookie who should have been first team all rookie. Tyler Hero dropping 37 points. Had four guys with 20. <laughs> just as they're just one win away from the NBA Finals. Now, guys, I will say Miami, I, I was afraid of Miami to begin with. Uh, when the playoffs started, now they just one win away. This is a really good team, and um, and people didn't think that was actually a good team. Now they're seeing it. Uh, I, I I hate to drag up receipts here, but uh, if we go back to the NBA previews, uh, when you guys were still at Austin P, my God, does that seem like yeah. a long, long time ago? The dark horse for uh, Rookie of the Year, I had. Tyler Hero. This is a guy I've been following since high school uh, and uh, in Kentucky, and I just like I just like his attitude towards the game because uh, and, and and that's a that's a mentality that if you have that and you can actually back it up, it's a dangerous uh, dangerous thing to have because if you start hitting shot after shot, you're going to end up probably being the best player on the court, and that's exactly what Tyler Hero was in. Uh, in the last game, so I, I I think really happy for this Miami Heat team, a team that's been rebuilding after uh, I would have loved I will say this I would have loved to have Dwayne Wade on this uh, team, have him 
one final uh, finals run, but unfortunately he is uh, retired and gone. But give credit to uh, old Pat Riley. He's done it again, uh, building a team from, from the ground up. And look at the draft picks. Uh, the highest draft pick on this team is Tyler Hero at, uh, I believe, 15 or 14. And uh, all the others are second rounds in late first. And uh, really, a uh, really good job by him and Eric Spolstra, but more the same. Uh, a strong franchise is, it always finds a way. And I think the Celtics are in real trouble here because this Kimba Walker um, addition to them has really not worked out, at least in this playoffs. Now, a, a lot of things can happen, of course, but you really have to look uh, – Although Kyrie was never going to come back to them, I think if you would have had this uh, Kyrie Irving in a team like this for the Boston Celtics, I, I really think they'd have a better chance. I agree, and that's why Danny Ainge wanted to keep Kyrie Irving, even after all of the antics. He, he knew that you would need a guy like that to be able to steer the ship especially whenever your team is faltering and possibly come up clutch down the stretch. Now, I was talking to one of my buddies uh, to talk about Kemba. Michael Jordan said yes to drafting Michael Kidd Grillcrest. If he says no to giving a guy a max contract in Kemba Walker, that should be a big sign, a, a pretty clear sign that he might not be the guy that you think that he is. So, yeah, Kemba, I'm not going to kill him, but he definitely has not been playing great over these playoffs. Tatum has been playing pretty outstanding. I think in game one, they got a little too Tatum-centric coming down the stretch. Um, they played a better game in game two and three. But, uh, yeah, this this Miami team just takes care of business, uh, starting from the top down, as you said, from the owner, Mickey Harrison, to the GM and Pat Riley, to the coach, Spo. And they just have a team led by Jimmy Butler, spearheaded by Jimmy Butler, though he's not always the leading scorer. He is pretty much the guy that shapes up everybody else into shape. And they have guys that want to take care of business. Andre Iguodala, who set out for most of the year. He was a free agent. He could go to any team that he wanted to. He saw an opportunity to win a championship in Miami. So that's where he went. And as far as Tyler Hero, the young guy, man, yeah, walking bucket, as they describe him, a walking no, bucket. As he describes himself. <laughs> He's been yeah. saying that since last year. I remember him saying that in the SEC tournament, I'm a bucket. And he, he, he blowing kisses to the fans and the virtual fans and whatnot. One thing I will say about having your comment was that about saying Kyrie and Kimba, both guys, you know, they're not the best defensively. And the Heat, one thing they have done is attack all the defensive weaknesses that the Celtics have, yeah. they're going to attack it. You don't see them always putting Marcus Martin pick and roll actions. You don't see them putting Jalen Brown in those pick and roll actions. They want those guys standing around or coming off off ball screens, not in the main action. But a lot of times, especially in this last game, they was going guard to guard. Give me the switch on Kimba. Then we can put him in pick and roll action against Tice. That's not the best combination for the defense for the Celtics. And I think it would have been the same thing even if you had Kyrie. Now, Kyrie will – might give you more buckets on the offensive end. Kemba will still give you a lot of buckets, even though he hasn't been shooting well. It's just you don't have to worry about the offense. You got a lot of offensive weapons. It's the defense you got to worry about. That's why Marcus Smart been preaching and yelling and swearing to his team. It's not offense. It's the defensive side. Goran Dragic, he's averaging 20 for the playoffs. 
Bam out of bio. Killing. Now you got Tyler Hero you have to worry about. You still got to focus, keep an eye out on Duncan Robinson. It, it's not offense. You got to worry about the defense. So that, that do you, now what I say, I'm going to ask y'all this. Do y'all think your series over with? Uh, I, I think absolutely. Um, I think this, the way this Miami Heat team plays, uh, just the, I don't think Eric Spolster gets enough uh, talk about one of the best coaches in the league. And I, I think he's one of those, he's one of the few coaches that um, gives a true impact on his team. Like uh, Frank Vogel for the Lakers. I, I mean, you guys, uh, you, you can tell me how he's influenced the Lakers all you want. I mean, it's LeBron and AD's team. I, I don't see much adjustments they make that, to be honest, maybe on, uh, Maybe as a Cavs fan, I know all too well. I mean, with Ty Lue, although we made a few adjustments in, in that uh, Cavaliers ring, it was all down to players. And I think that's why players like playing for Ty Lue and, and guys like that is they let them play, they let them make the mistakes, and they let them get all the credit because that's ultimately what it was. But I, I think the, the zone, the, the heat, and uh, it, it just forces the Celtics to hit shots and specifically three-pointers, and that's something they kind of struggled with all year. And uh, right now they're they're making Jalen Brown and uh, Marcus Smart hit open three pointers, and right now they can't do that consistently, and that's playing right into the hands of uh, the Miami Heat. Absolutely. Um, to your point about I guess just scoring for the Heat, uh, Dragic they call him the Dragon, and he has been spitting fire in wins versus the Celtics, averaging over twenty seven points, fifty five from the field, forty six from three. And he just been putting them up. So you have Dragic shooting out of his mind. You have Tyler Hero, of course, doing his thing. And then a sniper like Duncan Robinson. It's hard for the Celtics team to keep up. I mean, Tatum can hit threes. Brown can hit threes. Walker can hit threes. But these guys are not three-point specialists. Whenever you're counting twos versus threes, it, if those threes are falling, you just you just cannot keep up mathematically. You just cannot keep up. Yeah. They don't take a lot of threes. But uh, I don't know. I don't want to just write them all the way off. I think the Celtics got a little fight in them. I think this next game that's going to be on tomorrow, I think it's going to be pretty close. I think it's going to go down the wire once again. Because, I mean, they didn't give up on last yeah, night. True. They was down nine and literally still lost only by three. With They was down nine with under a minute left. So anything is really possible. I think it's just that they got to – key in like they did in game three on the defensive side. Just plain and simple. You key in on the defense, attacking the basket, points in the paint for them, I think, is really the key. Because yet the the Heat will shoot a lot of jumpers. They didn't they didn't hit a lot of threes last night. No neither, neither team shot well from three. But the points in the paint was a difference maker. You gotta forget about analytics. You just got to get a good shot. It's the playoffs, just plain and simple. I think that's going to be key, getting those good shots and just saying screw analytics because whenever the ball goes in the bucket, it's a point, whether it's two or three or a free throw. That's just my point. Now we're going to move on from the NBA. We're going to go to the NFL. I'm going to let Gabe take it away like he normally does these past couple of weeks as we go – Toward the NFL because I know he got some words for me. Uh -huh. Hey, did y'all y'all wanna uh, 
Yeah, no, we're, we're going to do this. Marcus, how dare you? How dare you not support your team versus mm-hmm. these sorry old Saints, man? Hey. Drew Brees is old. His arm is flabby. How could you not? How could you not believe in your team? You have your first home game in Vegas. These guys hey. are gonna show up. Josh Jacobs just ate all kinds of burgers, milk, uh, pancakes, bacon. He had whatever he wanted against the Carolina Panthers. Got some gumbo and some Louisiana gumbo on the on the sideline. I heard all as well. Hey, it's all on the plate. Let me let me bring let me bring let me bring out this stat. The Saints had 129 yards and penalties. The rushing game for the Saints was 112. I wasn't anticipating that. <laughs> I wasn't anticipating them shooting themselves in the foot with penalties. How am I supposed to anticipate Malcolm Jenkins is just going to not play football on, on Monday night? That secondary was doing exceptionally well. Another thing, one thing, another thing to point out, Emmanuel Sanders, two targets. Drew Brees wasn't even looking at him. How am I supposed to anticipate just because Michael Thomas gets hurt, and I was like, "Cool." I still I was worried about Emmanuel Sanders as well because Emmanuel Sanders could do a lot a lot of similar things, like Michael Thomas, but he was non-existent. One catch, two targets. So what Drew Brees was looking for: Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara. That was that was it. And then for the Raiders' offense, it seemed like Derek Carr could just get anything from five to seven yards. It just and that's what it was. You just killed them with long drives. Defense got tired, and then they gave up. I'm sorry. The Saints on the Saints were supposed to be the better team. Don't don't look at me crazy. We're not. I picked the Saints to win the division. They 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 was going to be a top three seed in the NFC for me. Bruh, the Saints are the ain'ts, boy. <laughs> the ain'ts. And, 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 and I will come to somewhat of Marcus's defense here because I, I think the way that that defense looked uh, for uh, New Orleans against Tom Brady and company, I thought, my God, I mean, they were just swarming to the ball. And, and all night, I mean, Darren Waller, he's still catching these little five-yard, six-yard routes running for 15 yards. He's still catching balls out, out, in, out, in, New or- out in Las Vegas. So uh, I, I really didn't see that coming. And in terms of Drew Brees uh, – First, I'd like to say thank you for just uh, the amount of dump-off passes over to Alvin Kamara. I needed every point of that in my fantasy league uh, this week. But uh, in terms of Drew Brees, I I saw an article or or a show one today. uh, Don't be surprised if we see Jameis Winston here pretty soon because I think the way that the accuracy – it's one thing not to have the arm strength anymore. I think the accuracy is going out the window for, for Drew Brees. That interception he had. Uh, late either in the first half or near into the second half, just threw it right to the linebacker. Did, didn't even see him, just threw it right to him. So uh, you really have to, if you're a, a Saints fan, you don't really have a backup option because although Jameis has got somewhat of, of an upside, uh, he's not franchise quarterback upside. And this is a team that's in win-now mode. All the money they're giving out to their to their star guys right now, they're in win-now. And I don't know if Drew Brees is a quarterback to win right now. Indeed. Um, no, I think his I think his arm is going as as some people say. Brady, he didn't have much arm strength. I believe Drew Brees had a better arm than Brady, and of course the accuracy was always there. But if that arm strength is gone and his accuracy is waning, there is no reason to keep him as your starter, no matter how much Sean Payton loves him. There is a saying, and it's really true. Father Tom. 
that raise right there, father time will get you. Sometimes that drop off is really big. Sometimes it's really small. It might hit you late on. Where's Max Kellerman talking about the cliff? I need, I need some <laughs> cliff talk from Kellerman. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about these injuries, right. stuff. Cause, yeah, cause a ton. I, I just want to say, if you guys listen to what I my fantasy tips, well, well, don't listen to me as of right now because <laughs> those, the, the, a lot of those, those, the players I chose in my little fantasy draft, a lot of these guys end up injured. Uh, just to name a few. Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. Uh, Cortland Sutton, torn ACL as well. Drew Locke. Shoulder injury. Raheem Morstead. Another one on my fantasy team. Injured. Devontae Adams. This week. Hamstring. Injured. Yeah, my, my fantasy team isn't looking the best. I had five guys that was either going to be out for at least two weeks or, or done for the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling right now. But also, Nick Bosa. Torn ACL. Tevin Coleman being out. Uh, CMC with an ankle injury. Bruce Irvin had a knee injury. Byron Jones looks like he's going to be out uh, here on tonight for the Dolphins. A lot of soft tissue injuries. And that's something that the front, the NFL and those front offices was warning them. Just like they compared it to the lockout year. And it was like those numbers of the soft tissue, soft tissue injuries was going to increase by at least 30%. And they figured it was going to be worse. So uh, it seemed like game week two was actually supposed to be week one of how the injuries were supposed to hit, and they hit pretty hard. And uh, two things on that and kind of the same sort of point. Uh, a lot of these players, they come out and talk about how they don't want any preseason at all and they want training camp shorter. Well, we're seeing exactly what happens when you go from these kind of walkthrough practices where you don't hit into full speed, hit you in the mouth, cut as hard as you can, uh, in and out and you get injuries that, that that's just what happens and unfortunately enough for these guys sp- specifically Saquon Barkley I, I think if you're a Giants fan you really gotta start to worry because this is two years in a row where your star man has been knocked out uh, of the season for injury and and they spent a high draft pick on this guy and and the whole narrative on you can wait on running backs in the draft aka Derrick Henry Dalvin Cook uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, numerous other running backs. You don't have to draft this high. And right now they're, they're in real limbo because their offense is built on a guy in Saquon Barkley who can do it all. One thing I want to say about the Giants, it's their offensive line. Their offensive line is god-awful. Just, it, they're terrible. They can't block for him. He was getting stuffed in the backfield. And I was, and I was sad because I picked him first. He was my number two pick. And they, he couldn't even get past 40 yards. For a whole game, that offensive line was awful. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I would be surprised that he got hurt. It's just that the offensive line gave him nothing. He had to get all his stuff out of the passing game. And really, they they spent uh, before before uh, you go there, Gabe. uh, They've spent money on that offensive line. So I mean, and Nate Solder, I believe he's the second highest paid tackle in the NFL right now, and he is bottom of the barrel. I, I think old Gabe over here, they got the best out of Nate Solder, and then they let him, uh, they let him walk for, for that big-time contract. So another uh, plus to Bill Belichick's uh, cape or whatever you'd like to say. But the money has been spent on there, but I think the execution by the front office and uh, 
the head coach is uh, left to be desired. Indeed, we don't pay guys. That, <laughs> I'll say this, uh, being a Patriots fan, um, I don't feel bad for the Giants. I, I do like Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I do not wish anyone any injuries. Not, good health, good wealth, because I want to see them play. But, yeah, the, the Giants and the Ravens, they anything can happen to them. All bad things, good, good for them, good for them. It was the Ravens, um, uh, the Ravens secondary. One of their uh, secondary, out of their secondary got hurt as well. Uh, knee injury. He's, Indeed. That, good for them. <laughs> not not for him, but th- this the bad team, on the Ravens. of course. I hope that they lose every that's, game. Yes, just the team. Just the team. That's okay. what, what, his, what his bias right there saying. Good for <laughs> him. No, we, 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 don't yeah. want, we don't want these injuries. And I, no, we don't want any injuries, but if, if they can do – I love Lamar Jackson. If he can throw for 400 yards, run in four touchdowns, and lose every game, I'd be all for it. Yep. I would love it. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> um, so, which one, which one was more unbelievable? Um, three kicks from 50-plus yards – by the was it the Chargers kicker? No, it was the, the yeah. kicker. Yeah, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs kicker. Yeah. Yes. Three in a row, just straight, just straight through the uprights. Or us being so close in the Seahawks game, coming down to a Cam Newton one yard rush, which everybody knew was coming. Marcus, you go and then I'll go. Uh I thought that Harrison Buckley, uh He's one of the best kickers outside of Justin Tucker. He, he I think he's number two, the best kicker in NFL because he got iced. He had a false start. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> he had a false start that iced him, and he still netted it like it was nothing. It was the third one was seemed like the best one out of the three. <laughs> but I will say, it was good to see Cam play at that level. It seemed like Elderman was just. He put his body on the line nonstop. It, it, how, how, was it like 170 yards receiving, or it was just somebody just double? Why? That's another thing. Why didn't the Seattle Seahawks just double Edelman? Like, why go one-on-one coverage for a lot of those times? Just double the man. I know you couldn't get no pressure. I would say I would think that the Seahawks game was was better than that kick, though. Yeah, um, I I do tend to agree and. For a guy uh, like myself, a Titans fan, although we did get Goskowski to kind of get back to his true form, to see a guy hit three straight 50-yarders, I'm like, uh, but uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, we, were, uh, we, we are all right. But I, I was really happy to see the, uh, the Chiefs pull it out because I think we'll talk about here in a little bit that moving into a Monday night football game with the two teams, 2-0, and and the, and the uh, Ravens and also the Chiefs, I think that was vital just for uh, the league uh, to – to have uh, standalone but in terms of the Patriots uh, I'm with Marcus super happy to see Cam Newton although a lot of the narrative will be about him on his legs those QB sneaks that the Seahawks couldn't stop until they needed to uh, with Jamal Adams blowing it up in the final play of the game I thought him uh, through the air he looked as um, he looked as accurate as I've ever seen him and he doesn't have uh, although there are some wide receivers I think on this Patriots team that are decent they're not world beaters, and, and he, he kind of made them look like that. He had 400 yards passing, Julian Edelman, a big game. Also uh, getting uh, Keneal Harry kind of involved, uh, sort of a decoy more 
more of that in the, um, the game against Seattle. But more the same for Russell Wilson, just does what he has to do to win the, win the football game. DK Metcalf uh, getting a huge catch against Stephon Gilmore, the best corner in the NFL. So uh, big time play by Seattle. And that's another team that uh, there's five or six teams in the NFL right now that you could really say could split up the, uh, the Super Bowl chances for, in, in my opinion. Russell Wilson for MVP. I called it a, a couple weeks ago. Yep. And he's been balling. David Moore might have had the catch of the year, and he might get overlooked. That toe drag that he made, Russell Wilson had the perfect accuracy and touch on it. But that toe drag for touchdown in the corner, literally the corner, hits the pylon, but still get his other foot inbounds. That has to be one of the catches, best plays of the year and catch of the year. Because there's no way. Indeed. It, it should definitely be a candidate. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, our segment we like to call Buck the Lines. All right. So our first game, Raiders and Patriots. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we got to give the people and let them know what's, what's the numbers. What, what are the numbers right now? You gotta give them an update. I mean, we, we don't gotta, have to talk about that. Yeah. We, we gotta give them an know. update. That's what we gotta start uh, doing every uh, week now. We, we can do that next week after I oh, get ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> we gotta give an update for the people. We gotta do a a, day, a weekly update for the people. All right. uh, after week one, I was leading seven points. Marcus six, Patton five. But in week two, we have a tie at the top with Marcus and I with ten points each. Patton, not far behind us, eight points. Patton, you're going to have to pick it up, buddy. We, uh, I, I'm always a, a late bloomer in the NFL. My picks uh, just bet on with me. I mean, uh, take come along for the ride. I'm not missing another game the rest of the year. Come All on. All right, we're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first game, Raiders at Patriots. Who you guys got? Patton, we'll start with you. A uh, really fascinating ball game in this game. Uh, the Raiders 2-0 and right now, something I didn't think they would do, beating uh, New Orleans last week, of course. So, um, But the way the Patriots looked, I, I know this is going to be recency bias, but the way Cam Newton and company looked at defense uh, started to pick it up late, although there is still some struggles on the defensive side, specifically pass rush. I don't think they got enough pressure on Russell Wilson. But in this game, I'm going to go the uh, – I'm going to go the Patriots by four in this game. All right, Gabe. Marcus. Um, Our teams versus each other. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hey. pick the Patriots, Marcus, you little little scam. Hey, I got to see. Wait, that's the thing, though. Josh Jacobs might not play. He has a hip injury. All right. He, he, he's doubtful right now. He, he, he put he Mariota in at the running back position. I'm sure he'll oh, no. do a, oh, no. a job for he'll you. He'll be injured no. on the first play. No. <laughs> Mariota's on IR. That's not even happening. <laughs> lift, lift him up off that IR. He's great. Oh, man. I, I, want, I want to pick my team. But Josh Jacobs, if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, that's, that's not looking too good on Derek Carr. And then you got to worry about the secondary, too. Uh, I'm to the dark side, Marcus. <laughs> hey, I'm also trying to win. So, <laughs> you know what? I'm going I'm to say I'll go Patriots by three, unfortunately. Oh, go ahead. 
Gabe, I got, I got a question for you. Uh, What's up? Of course, James White missing last week's game. Have you seen anything on whether he'll have a chance to play? Obviously, losing uh, losing a family member. I believe it was his dad, and then I believe his mom was in critical condition. Any update have you seen on whether James White will have a chance to play this week? I haven't seen anything yet, but, of course, we are hopeful. Now, if he does need time to grieve for his family, Absolutely. of course, do, do your thing. Yeah. Take all the time that you need. Um, but we are undoubtedly would love to see him on the field. Yeah. Yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, and with that said, Patriots by five. <laughs> so he unanimous on the Patriots. What was Marcus? What was Marcus's three? Pick? Patriots by three. three. Oh, that one can't point. Believe that, this. Hey, just know that that one point could be <laughs> the big difference between us. I'll tell you what, points. I've been boxed in here. <laughs> Four, five, and three. Give me a break. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Let's move on to Cowboys and Seahawks. You guys Marcus. get uh, Marcus. We'll start with you. Give me Seahawks by six. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Seattle by ten in this one. I think uh, the Cowboys are very, very lucky not to be zero and two right now, and I think Seattle's playing. I think the best football in the NFL, right behind Baltimore, uh, just in terms of performance. So. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Seattle by 10. I cannot bet against Russell Wilson, especially going against the Cowboys. The Cowboys always find a way to mess it up. Um, so, of course, I'm, I'm just going with the guy who I think we pretty much all believe will have a good chance of winning MVP, if not win MVP, Russell Wilson. I think he's probably maybe not completed 11 passes in the last two games. So, give me <laughs> Seattle by 14. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Good game. All right. Moving on. Saints at Packers. Give me Packers. Give me Packers. Uh, I'm going to go. Packers have been dominating. I'm not going to go high. I'll go uh, Packers by, I'll say, six, seven, seven. Just because uh, Devontae Adams don't know if he's going to play. Also, Michael Thomas. Uh, I couldn't agree more with you there, Marcus. I think the Packers are going to win this one. I do think it'll be close. I think uh, I think the secondary, specifically Marshawn Lattimore, I think he's going to have a, a better game this game against Devontae Adams. I'm going to go Packers by three in a close one in uh, in New Orleans. Um, I also have to go with the Packers because I, I I almost never bet on the Aints. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're going with the Packers. I'll take the Packers uh, five and a half. Well, five. We'll go by five. Sure. All right. Uh, moving on. Rams at Bills. Two and two, two and O teams. Who's gonna go ahead and take that first L of the season? I'm gonna pick the Buffalo. Or no, I'm gonna take the LA Rams uh, going on the road in Buffalo. I like what the Rams are doing so far this season. I was a bit of a critic early on. I didn't like uh, some of the moves they've ended up making, but Robert Woods right now is playing great football for them. So. I'm going to go the L.A. Rams. They're not favored in this game, so I'm going to go the Rams by four. I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, well now, don't get me wrong, I need Higby to give me some touchdowns for my fantasy team. <laughs> I will be in desperate need, and he's been balling. But I'm going to go Bills as Josh Allen and that, that crew has been dominating. I want to see Stephon Diggs uh, do, a, do a little damage to Jalen Ramsey. So I'm going to go Bills. Bills by seven. 
Bills by seven. Well, I need the Bills to lose, so I will be rooting for the Rams. Let's go uh, Rams by field goal. All right. And uh, to the premier game, of course, we talked about this last year. It did not live up quite up to the hype. But, as always, a chance to be game of the year. Uh, Chiefs at Ravens. Who you guys got? Marcus, I'll start with you. I'm going to go Ravens by four, just because uh, I'm going to say they're going to do a lot of keep away on this game. And their Chiefs defense, they're banged up. Oh, I'm going to do – I'm going to do Chiefs. Uh, the way that kicker uh, kicked uh, last week gives me confidence. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, obviously, we didn't see this matchup in the playoffs last year. Uh, thanks to yours truly, the Tennessee Titans. You are welcome. So I'm going to go the Chiefs by three in this game. I, I've got a late field goal by Butker to uh, seal it for Kansas City. Wait, did I say Ravens by three or Ravens by four? You said Ravens by four? Change it to Ravens by three. Okay, gotcha, buddy, gotcha. And as for myself, y'all know how much I hate the Ravens. And unfortunately, I'll have to go with the Ravens. Ravens by a touchdown. <laughs> I think okay. that their defense, yeah, I think that their defense is enough to um, not not even limit Pat Mahomes, just keep him off the field enough. And I think their offense can sustain long enough drives to keep that guy over there on the sidelines. You do not want to see him on the field. Okay. Uh, and yeah. That is a great so, point. That's what we got for Buck the Lions. If we only have one Monday night game, though, that game will be worth double. So we'll see what these standings look like. After a huge this. week for Pat and Cook here. If the Kansas <laughs> City pull it out, pull it out. All right, we're going to let y'all know how that ending goes after these couple of five games. And then we're going to move it on to the UFC. Um, I'm going to let these guys talk about it. We got about five minutes left. I'm going to let these guys talk about it because, I mean, uh, you had some good fights here, but it's something just didn't sit right with me, and they, they understand why uh, deal, do, in dealing with the troller. So I'm going to just let these guys take it away. Yep. Uh, obviously, that, that troller we were talking about is uh, Mr. MAGA himself, Colby Covington, uh, defeating Tyrone Woodley by a KO slash TKO, which – uh, Gabe, it wasn't really a knockout or TKO. Really, just Woodley, at w what looks like his ribs just snapped in half, and that ended up being the uh, giving the decider for Colby Covington. But Gabe, I, I, first, I guess we can talk about Woodley. Uh, this is a couple of performances in a row for him where he's really not performed very well at all uh, ever since losing to uh, Adesanya. Indeed, um, Woodley. Dana White did not enjoy him as a champion. I don't think many people enjoyed him as a champion, and he was dominated by Kamaru Usman. Uh, that was a long fight drawn out, but Usman just controlled him the entire time and kind of beat the crap out of him. And Darren Till, I mean, I'm sorry, not Darren Till, Kobe Covington pretty much did the same thing, and I had a lot to say after the fight, which I believe that's what Marcus, Marcus was pointing at. Yeah, he, uh, of course, called out LeBron James and all the, uh, I believe, snowflakes, snowflake athletes. I believe that was his, was his exact quote. And then he got a call from uh, the president himself. And uh, to me, I think this whole thing is an act. And I think he's come out and said as much. that, uh, And really, um, it's like the WWE for me. I, I think this is the same sort of where you've got to make noise to make money. And to, to, to be fair to Colby, he wasn't making money before he became the MAGA guy. And uh, 
I don't know if I can fault him. I want money more than the next guy. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily want to go to the lengths of just being a, a, a jackass to, to people necessarily, but uh, you can see where he's coming from. Uh, Marcus, I think. Let me, let me say my one statement and then I'll let y'all go. Is that in this time of social unrest, you don't, there's no need to be putting on a show and acting out like, that's the thing with me. Like, if you're going to troll, cool. That's, that's a lot of guys do that. I mean, we got, we got people like Takashi 69. I mean, you, you can troll all you want, but the, to the limit that you went to and how everything is unplayed, I don't, I don't want to say that he's trolling, but I'm not going to be the one to judge him. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I see and I see where he's coming from there. Gabe, quickly, I want to get your thoughts yeah. about the uh, the big-time matchup this weekend. We mentioned the guy, Israel Adesanya. He uh, defends his belt once more. He defended against Colby last time, broke Colby's jaw, which I'm sure uh, Marcus loved. Uh, Israel's taken on Paulo Costa. Now, this is a guy that has not lost and uh, hasn't had a lot of fights, and either of these guys have. How do you see this one going? Any uh, any indications what you like from either of these guys? Well, I am a style bender fanboy. I am. I will say I am completely biased for him. Uh, Paulo Costa, that's a big dude, though. Man, <laughs> he he had a war against Yoel Romero coming out with the W, and I think it'll be a war against um, Adesanya. He's going to press him, but Adesanya has those long limbs. I think it's going to be a fantastic fight. Uh, fight of the year candidate, definitely. Gabe, I got a question. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Do uh, you think it's going to be on the ground or uh, more boxing style? Definitely on the feet. On the feet. Very on the feet. It'll be a lot of, a lot of strikes. A lot of striking. Very much favor, so. Though? Who are you definitely Adesanya. He got them long limbs, man. He can keep them at a distance. He's going to tap them. Dang. Totally Great. agree. Uh, and one final thing, we got another title fight, Dominic Reyes. Of course, the lightweight heavy, light heavyweight title has been uh, kind of released after John Jones, so that'll be another good fight we're looking forward to. But I think that's all the time we got, Marcus, so uh, send us out of here. Yes, sir, that is all the time that we have. Uh, we just want to thank everybody listening. Uh, you can stream the Just Talking Sports on Spotify, Apple Music, uh also, the Audible. Check that out on APSU TV with my yes. our good partner, Patton. Heck yeah. But my name is Marcus Modi, alongside my partners, Patton Cook and Game Joe. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Just Talking Sports.